We are still learning a lot about the Chargers 2022 draft class, and on today's show, we're bringing on a Baylor Bears expert to talk about third-round pick JT Woods. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons, but we're heading into our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen, and I'm glad that you did because we have a very special guest on today's episode. But to make sure you never miss the show and other big interviews, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. And the special guest today is Drake Toll, who is the host of the Locked On Baylor podcast and knows pretty much everything about Baylor football. And he's coming on to talk about JT Woods and really tells us what we do expect from him from a off-the-field perspective, right? What he brings character-wise, because we know the Chargers care so much about that. How impactful he was, not just getting interceptions, but coming up with interceptions in the clutch which the Chargers could, you know, definitely use a little bit more and just reasons to get excited about the newest safety that's going to be lining up alongside Derwin James in the Chargers defense. So here he is, Drake Toll. All right, guys. Well, this is the guest we are very, very excited to bring on. We have the host of Locked On Baylor, a ton of great college shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. But today we have an expert in all things JT Woods and that great Baylor defense. So we're bringing on Drake Toll, the host of Locked On Baylor Podcast. Also does Sikkim 365. You can find him there. You can find him on Twitter at Drake C. Toll. But Drake, thanks so much for coming on the show today, man. We're excited to talk about the Heartbreak Kid. Yeah, guys, absolute pleasure. It is 10 o'clock, 10.07 local time, which is like 3 in the afternoon for a college kid. So you catch me like right in my energetic swing. I'll be out for another seven seven hours uh, and always excited to talk Baylor football as well. So pleasure coming on and excited. Yeah, man, for sure. The, the college life kid, we were talking tuition and I mean, good luck to you, sir. But we're here today to talk about JT Woods, the Chargers safety. They took him in the third round. We're pretty excited about him, a guy that... I think was really rising up the draft boards. Great senior bowl performance. Did a lot of great things in the offseason circuit. Run a 4-3-6 is always going to help your cause. But I know a lot of Charger fans have watched the highlight tape, right? They've seen all the interceptions that he brings to the table. But what can you tell us about what he brings and how he handles himself off the field? Yeah, first from a tuition standpoint, I wish I had JT Woods money. Uh, I'll throw that out there. The, the guy's got the bag now. Uh, I'll say this. You know, and, and here's where I kind of want to start with with a guy like JT Woods. Had you asked me about Jalen Petrie or Terrell Bernard, a couple of the buzzword guys that came out of sure. Baylor's program, Tyquan Thornton being another one, uh, you know, I could give certain anecdotes and this guy played that well in the field, yada, yada. For, for JT Woods is a guy that I've been around quite a bit, somebody who I, I've worked with his girlfriend too, and so kind of gotten to see like the really behind the scenes of JT Woods. And I don't think and this is not look you can ask a beat writer to come on your show and talk about some player that got drafted by your team and they can give you they can blow hot air up your whatever sure. you know what yeah. as much as they want to but this is a guy that out of this draft class i have not seen someone else from the baylor realm or really pretty much across draft day or the the couple the draft weekend that has this kind of level-headedness wherewithal and maturity off the field. Now, granted, do you want the first thing someone says about your newly drafted player to be, he's great off the field, right? No. It feels like a cop-out, right? Sure. But not only is he elite on guy. the field. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this guy is going to walk into a locker room day one 
and there are those rookies that automatically you can pick on, right? But but this dude is a grinder. Walks into the weight room day one, and you just you feel it. Doesn't say a word. Just gets stuff done. And when he does open his mouth, you think, dang. That was impressive. I, I can't tell you how many press conferences I've been in where I've thought, I, I am in awe of this person's mind. And that doesn't happen that often with college athletes, right? Most of these guys are here, not necessarily for the education. They're just trying to play football and make it to the league. And yeah. not to say JT Woods wasn't in the boat trying to make it to the league, and now he has. But anytime you did hear him talk, you're thinking, I, I somehow feel dumber now because of how <laughs> smart this guy is. So not only do you get that, you also get a player who had six interceptions last season, near the top of the FBS, led the Big 12 as well. So he, he's got a ball hawk mentality, really, really good at reading the quarterback's eyes. He's not a perfect athlete, not a perfect safety, but uh, you know, not the best even in, in a one-high look. You start getting really technical, but still, he's going to add an unbelievable presence in the locker room, which is huge for a lot of these guys. You don't want the the cop you know, rookie that comes in day one and just blows the whole place up. Sure. This dude's going to mesh a, a group of rookies for the Chargers. And not only that, be really good at his position because he showed he can track the football so well and could end up being elite at his position. Although I wouldn't say he's elite right now. <laughs> well, hey, I mean, you, you kind of segued beautifully into the next question because, uh, I mean, one of the big reasons why the Chargers took JT Woods was because of those nine interceptions that he cum- accumulated through his college career. How big was that for Baylor's defense to have a guy on the back end who was always a threat to take the ball away? Well, yeah, it's huge. It's absolutely huge, especially in the Big 12 where you have a lot of quarterbacks that are trying to air it out. What I love about guys that are coming from the Big 12, look at Xavier Howard, right, from Miami, that granted different position, but he's coming from a Baylor defense. You think, all right, he was decent in college, but you're seeing a guy who got a lot of experience against quarterbacks that are uncorking the football. And that's exactly where JT Woods is coming from a big 12 that is still pretty pass oriented, spread the football out, let it fly. So Woods has gotten to see that aspect. Now, granted that, that means I think to me, a bigger adjustment when you get to the NFL and realize, Hey, not everybody's thrown at 50 yards every play and you got to really hone it in. And I think that's where he's going to struggle from a tackling standpoint early on. But when you got a guy who had six interceptions last season, in a year in college football where not that many I, – when I read that, it was like top and tied for top on the FBS with only six. Not a great year for interceptions, I guess, in the FBS last yeah. season. But even still, that threat is right there. And when, when you have a safety that has the size of JT Woods, that has the, the lateral quickness of JT Woods, that is circled on a scouting report, that's going to help you no matter who you're going against, especially in the Big 12. So certainly without JT Woods last season – I'll say this. Let me say this. The amount of close games Baylor was in, the amount of times JT Woods' interceptions came at clutch moments, he could swing two wins off of Baylor's schedule, and maybe they go 10-4 and four instead of 12-2 and two if you're missing one JT Woods. Yeah, and that was actually the next thing I had was just like, I know a lot of people see the interceptions, and I mean, it, it tells part of the story for sure, but it doesn't tell the whole story. And for the Chargers specifically, they've had so many moments in these games, especially when you're in the AFC West with Patrick Mahomes and now Russell Wilson, right, and all these great players. You just sometimes, the defense isn't going to go the way you want to. Sometimes yeah. you're going to give up 30, right? But you just need that dude that can make that one play to change the game and to change your fortunes in a close game. And like you said, I mean, that for the Baylor, you know, Bears could have been the difference between a championship and the Big 12 last year. And that's what I was going to say is it's not even just the interceptions, fumble recoveries like this dude just seemed to come up clutch in those big moments. 
Mm, big, he's got a really, really good nose for the football. And again, yeah. I, I think that's a blanket statement that a lot of people throw out about a lot of freaking players. Sure. But this is a guy that when you look at from a safety spot pulling six interceptions, it's because he's watching the quarterback's eyes and he's ready for the ball goes next. Not only that, he's a very risky tackler in that that's why you'll see some some forced fumbles from JT Woods because he's good. He could lay the wood. But in, in on the flip side of that coin, he could try to lay the wood and get laid out himself when some big wide receiver comes across the middle and and you know he there's a broken tackle on a touchdown given sure. up. He, he's not he's not infallible, right? And so you, you take that into account. But even still, he he's got this innate ability to find where the football goes. And I just those guys impress the hell out of me on a football fan. Can I say hell? I'm a Baylor. We yeah, only oh get yeah. one per semester at Baylor, a private <laughs> Baptist. Oh uh, yeah. But there are those guys that. How in the middle of a football play can you watch this dude's eyes from 30 yards away and just know where he's going with the football? And when you see the interceptions that JT Woods has and you really analyze them, you think, huh, that's freaking impressive. So granted, the NFL is a whole different ball game, but sure. having those kind of of ball hawk skills already, I think are, are, are pretty, pretty key. And then you get to do that in the NFL where you have coaches who are paid exponentially more dollars to make you exponentially better at that one thing. I think there's a pretty high ceiling for a guy like JT Woods when it comes to being a game changer in that part of the secondary. Yeah, I mean, you touched on it, uh, you know, briefly as far as some of the flaws, you know, that JT Woods has. But as a third round pick, there's no surprise that, you know, he has some things that he needs to work on, just like every other college prospect. But what do you think he needs to improve on while he makes that jump into the NFL? Yeah, I think number one thing for me would be tackling for sure. Be, I, yeah. I I think it would certainly be the, you know, again, he's trying to go for the big hit or he'll try to go for the, the, the which you're a safety. Most of the time, if you're the one making the tackle, things have probably not gone that well for every guy in front of you. You're pretty much <laughs> the last line of defense, right? Right. So That's true. You can say that. And about he has most, such a quick trigger too. Like, I mean, he gets going yes. quickly. Absolutely. And and that's one of those things that there are those guys that every now and then think they're a little bit quicker than they <laughs> actually are. Granted, he's got four, three, six speed. He's a right. really fast guy. But Daniel, David, I'll say it till I die. There's a difference between quickness and speed. It sure. sounds weird, but it's true. There is a big difference. He is not the quickest guy. And that is on a lot of it. When you look at the 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 breakdown analysis of JT Woods on most websites, they say the same thing. He's not the quickest guy fast but just immediate reaction quickness not really there and I think that's going to hurt him uh, from a tackling standpoint but outside of that I I'd say you know it, on a deep ball he's got a tendency to be a little bit slower off the second step so if you got a receiver that's got a you know what do the kids say a hezzy now right that's what they're saying and then yeah. the receiver if you got somebody going deep he can get lost in space every now and then so uh, yeah i think it's one of the big things just like can lose track of a deep ball uh and then i think he's still kind of i don't want to say one dimensional uh when it comes to man or zone but definitely i, I see a pretty significant difference in him being much better in a zone which again is the case for most guys in this spot but yeah you're looking at the third round safety he's much better in a zone and that's something that could also be developed yeah and I mean it, it works for what the Chargers do defensively right and having yeah. a cover two shell and him only having to cover half of the field is something that he can definitely do with that speed which we're going to get more into but I also think you know one of the things with the tackling is it was said early on with Derwin James who did a lot of those same things like 
100% all the time. He's going to go full throttle to try to make a tackle. But you'd rather rein a dude in than have to make them want to tackle to begin with. And there's, I'm sure you've seen in the Big 12 a ton of secondary players that would much rather not want to tackle dudes. And that doesn't seem like it's an issue with JT Woods or Jalen Petrie for that matter. But we're going to get more into this new safety for the charge of the heartbreak kid and what we're excited to see from him next season with Drake Toll coming up right after this. Well, I am loving the way this interview is going so far. Another thing I love, David, Built Bars. Another thing I love even more than Built Bars are Built Granola Bars. I mean, who doesn't love a granola bar? And especially when you're getting such good flavors that Built has right now in these granola bar guys. Listen, chocolate coconut, chocolate peanut butter, white chocolate berry. I'm a huge white chocolate guy. I love that. And get yourself a granola bar that's not going to be dry. It's not going to be too chewy. Get one that is packed with 15 grams of protein with the built granola bars to go along with the other great selection of built bars that they have out there. I mean, you can go built puffs with the marshmallow protein infused. And most bars have 130 calories or less and less than four grams of sugar in less than four grams of net carbs as well. Change up your protein bar game and your granola bar game with these built bar granola bars. They are now my favorite granola bars. I used to eat a ton of granola bars and now I've fully made the switch over to built to go along with all the other great flavors and just changing up the granola bar and protein bar game. But you guys can even save some money on it. If you go to built.com right now, you can use the promo code locked 15 since you listen to this podcast and you can save 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15 all caps one word at built.com. All right, we are back here with the host of the Locked On Baylor show, Drake Toll on with us, coming in from his hard college life, paying a ton of tuition and barely getting any sleep. I know we all can remember that a little bit, but lucky enough to come on here and bring, honestly, some really, really good energy to the show and getting us excited about JT Woods, the Chargers' third-round pick this year. But we talked a little bit about the speed, and there is a difference between quick and being fast, right? But... When you get to the NFL level, I mean, and you run a 4-3-6, that's going to be something that shoots you up boards just on its own, just because you have that ability. And, and NFL coaches will say to themselves, I can work with that. Give me that, right? And most of them, you're just going off the traits and not getting the kind of ball production that someone like JT Woods had over the last couple of years, right? Because he has the production and he has the numbers that you want to see from the combine and things like that. But how impressed were you with just some of those plays where, like, he's just covering an amount of space that you don't really see covered. Yeah, you definitely see four, three, six in motion at multiple times on the field with JT Woods. And a guy with that kind of speed, I'll say this, when he graded uh, at the combine, or tested, I should say, in the 40 at four, three, six, I think I was a little shocked, honestly. I think most Baylor fans were like, okay, we knew you were fast, but that that's sure. really, really fast. Different level, yeah. So I think that that showed a lot about not only how, how well JT Woods had been playing at Baylor, but also the work that he put into the NFL combine i think that he really started to to take advice from nfl scouts and and try to tailor his game to more nfl style and try to build that speed now granted not to say he wasn't fast i think that was a point of focus though going into the nfl combine so uh i'll say looking at his speed in motion for baylor last season was big and i'll say why i feel like i noticed it most you had guys out there that were that were quick. You know, Tyquan Thornton and Kalen Barnes are both guys who had, had unbelievable forty yard dashes. Crazy, but yeah. right, Dave Aranda though is not building his defense around. Can we be the fastest? It's sure. can we be that big, hard nosed SEC style? Like I want my middle linebacker to look like a defensive tackle kind of defense <laughs> for Dave Aranda. I love that. And when you toss JT Woods out there, who's running all over the field, you think that's that's freaking big. And I'll, let me say this too. Oh, 
Yeah, Daniel, David, I don't know how how deep I can get on this rabbit hole. Baylor did not have the best cornerbacks in the world last year. That was the one part of the field that was like, oh, God, please don't throw a deep ball. None of you. Any opposing team, just don't throw a deep ball because it's going to go well for you. And the guy that was there to clean it up was JT Woods. He had to be a cleanup man a lot because Baylor's corners just weren't at the Dave Aranda level or where he wants them to be. So that speed was in action more than it probably should have been just for fact of the corners not being as good as they should have been. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, JT Woods started a majority of the games for Baylor over the last two seasons, and he played pretty well. Uh, but was yeah. there a specific play or game where you kind of realized that this guy is definitely going to take his game to the next level? I think it's definitely this this past season where it felt like the progression of JT Woods. You know, he had three picks in the in the shortened COVID year, and so who knows if he if he even you know boost those stats in a full season. I mean, that's, sure. that's the question mark for everybody. Yeah. But last season, it felt like JT Woods kind of came into his own more more or less in in a fashion of he had been at Baylor and had been making plays since his freshman year. I mean, this was a name that you're like, you know, those guys that you see they come up, they pop up on you know, a few years later. You're like, oh, that guy's still here that was kind of a JT Woods fashion in 2021 so you know I'm gonna be honest I don't know if I'd say there was a singular game or Mm -hmm. moment where I just thought JT Woods is the truth um (laughs) looking at last year I I would say the one thing that jumps off the page to me and this this is where I'll kind of where I'll I'll camp out in this question sorry I know I'm rambling oh you're good the one place that I'll camp out would have been the biggest game of the season for Baylor last year right he has one last chance in the Sugar Bowl to go out and prove to the entire country that, hey, you know, I'm a guy, I should be a first three-round draft pick, second-round draft, you know, I should be somewhere on that board, and and it's your last shot to play for the Baylor Bears. So there's a lot of, there, there are a lot of things on the line in a Sugar Bowl game where you're playing with kind of a half of a quarterback, your offense isn't great, Baylor only puts up 21 points in that game, not all of them being offensive, and there is JT Woods with two <laughs> interceptions in the biggest game of the year. And so that, I think, being his his i don't want to say again it wasn't a breakout game by any means the progression of the season you're like his swan song for sure though yeah jt woods is here and you're right it's the last game of the year and you're like you look at this too uh he if i remember right you correct me if i'm wrong and i may be wrong i think he had an interception against oklahoma state so it'd be three interceptions in the big 12 championship and the sugar bowl yeah talk about a gamer that right there i think says a lot about jt woods and what he brings yeah absolutely i mean and to come up in that game, right, in your last yeah. collegiate game, and a lot of dudes are skipping it, right? I mean, a lot of dudes, he knew he could had something still to prove, and he could still improve his stock, and you're not going to do much better than two interceptions in one of the biggest games, probably your biggest game in your collegiate career. But yeah. I think that's been kind of a trend with Baylor, though, especially this year, though, is those defenders and how they play. I and mean, obviously, one of the best units total in the you know NCAA. They were one of the best defenses for sure. But they also had a few other guys drafted, too. He wasn't the only defender drafted. He wasn't even the highest defender drafted from Baylor this season. So what do you think it is about Dave Aranda's defense, who came in a couple years ago from the SEC, from LSU, right, being that defensive-minded guy that's getting these players prepared for the next level and also giving these NFL coaches something to look at and be like, okay, I see how it translates. 
I think it was Sean McVay said last week that Dave Aranda is the truth, that, <laughs> that he knew that if he was going to get a guy from Dave Aranda, that he would be NFL ready because in, Dave Aranda is building NFL style defenses. He's different, man. I, I don't, if you haven't been around Dave or, or seen his press conferences, you'd probably want to take a nap after the first one you watch. You're like this guy <laughs> talks really slow and methodically, but he's got a knack for the game in a way that's really special. So from an X's and O's standpoint, he's a genius, but he's also really uh, a stickler about building SEC style defenses in a Big 12 that doesn't really see that. A great example of that, our our strength and conditioning coordinator at Baylor's Vic Valoria, who is who is the same in the same position at Florida State when they went to the national championship, right? Yeah. And if you look back and remember, they beat Auburn, who is an SEC team, FCC offensive defense. And so yeah. he had built right. Vic Valoria had built had grown to the physicality of that Florida State program to match those SEC schools. That's what Dave Aranda, one of his first hires, was I want to build that kind of program at Baylor. So I'll say this. Had Baylor gone with a different head coach, let's throw out like a Jeff Prom, right? I don't think JT Woods is a third-round draft pick. I don't know if he gets drafted. T- uh, Terrell Bernard, Jalen Petrie, I don't think their progression It can happen ends like up, that, yeah. Right. I, I think the, a lot of this has to be attributed to where Dave Aranda, as a just defensive guru, was placing these players in the right spots where they needed to be to, to maximize their potential. And not only that, building them into bigger faster, stronger, like this is, let's build an SEC defense in the middle of the Big 12 and see what happens. And what happened was 12-2 and in a Sugar Bowl victory over <laughs> Lane Kiffin. Yeah, I mean, hey, it doesn't get much better than that. You got to love that, right? I mean, yeah. one thing that rookies can't control is where they will land, what team's going to draft them. Uh, but JT Woods is going into a really, really good situation here with the Chargers. How excited are you that he ended up on what should should be a really, really good defense this year? And, you know, he gets to team up with guys like Derwin James. Yeah, I one of the first things that I remember from him being drafted was a video that his girlfriend actually posted. Like I said, I, I worked with her uh, and seeing just how excited she was. She's a track runner. So it just kind of makes sense, right? Uh, yeah. somebody, somebody tweeted out, I was like, she's almost as fast as he is, which is not <laughs> that far off from the truth. Uh, and so getting to see her reaction, she was at a track meet, like couldn't even be, she was competing. Oh, crazy. Which I just find so wow. neat. Wow. Uh, and couldn't be at his, his draft night celebration, but just that reaction <laughs> from from both of them uh, and seeing how excited he was. Like, here's the deal, guys. You, you it, it's Russian roulette on draft night because totally. you could be a first round pick and go to the jets. And it's like, all right, well, I had fun while I played football. You know, it was great while it lasted. Sure. And you know, JT Woods ended up in a really, really solid spot. You're going to LA too, which yeah. is in, in the nicest, newest facility in, in NFL football as well. You're, you're really going to see, I think a player that, that will thrive in a place like Los Angeles, number one, because I think he has that wherewithal. There are some guys that would sink. You know, take a tight end from Iowa that grew up in Iowa City, and they go to L.A., and it's like, oh, well, <laughs> that's not good. Uh, yeah, and, and JT was just not that guy. So he's it's, it's just he's got it there, and so I think that's going to help a lot. But you plug him into a, a team that's already good, I think that just makes a good player even better. Plug it into a team that's bad, and you got to go lead the way. Like, look, Derek Stingley Jr., good luck. Best of luck to you. I'm sure you'll do great. Sure. But – I think at a guy like JT Woods, third round draft pick, a safety, that it'll behoove him to be a part of a Chargers team that already has it put together. 
Yeah, and I mean, how tough is that if you're coming in as a third-round pick? If you're expected to be the savior, right, and, and be the starter right away and all those things, it's it's sink or swim, and you'll find out really quickly. But you also might have just buried a dude who could have come along at a different pace and maybe ended up being a really good player for you. But we all know how much the Chargers brand, Staley, Tom Telesco, they care about all the high-character guys, right? And it seems like that's what they're getting in JT Woods and also just getting a guy that fills a bunch of their needs. Need They needed speed on the back end. They needed a guy who could take the ball away. And I mean, as much as, you know, some of those balls tipped into his hands, right? And and that can just be luck at times. Like, it is also a skill. Like, being so aware, having the awareness to get these tip balls and do all these things that he was able to do at Baylor and change a lot of these games. Like, you just can't teach to some dudes who are just having, you know, brick hands and balls hitting the ground. So I'm excited to see what JT Woods can do. And we'll definitely have Drake Toe on to talk about him after his rookie season to check in and, you know, kind of see how he's progressed in year one. But Drake, Thank you so much, man. Thanks for waking up, coming on the show, <laughs> coming through in your busy schedule and uh, telling us a little bit about JT Woods, man. You crushed it. Guys, like I said, it's 4 o'clock in my mental clock. 4 o'clock in the afternoon in my mental <laughs> uh, my mental clock. I'm going to go chug my third uh, energy drink of the day and, I don't know, <laughs> do some skateboarding or whatever the college kids are doing now. <laughs> but uh, but thank you <laughs> for having me on today. Always a blast. Uh, I'm, I love any opportunity I get to talk NFL football, especially former Baylor Bears. So thanks for offering me that platform. And uh, you guys, this is I, I think you're really going to like JT Woods. If you haven't already listened to interviews of him at Baylor or even now, please go do it. it it's it's special. Well, another special thank you to Drake Toll, who really came on and brought a great energy to today's show and got us excited about JT Woods. So we want to kind of round out the show today by talking about what we're expecting from the Chargers third round pick this year. And I think like we talked about with Drake, just him going into this situation with the Chargers, I think is going to be so huge for him because he did talk about the tackling and some of the other things that he needs to work on. And I think that that's something he will be able to do much better and in Brandon Staley's system, coming along with these guys, getting to learn about all that stuff with what he was talking about is just as far as a smart dude who should be able to pick this up pretty quickly, at least from the sounds of it. But I think that's going to be so important, David. And I think when we're looking at the expectations for JT Woods, it really starts with how much they're going to have him on the field, right? I mean, right now, Derwin James and Nazir Adderley are the starters, right? So it's how much are they going to use Derwin in the slot? They're going to use Derwin at linebacker because it seems like he'll at least have a shot of being that next DB on the field. With his takeaway ability, with the reasons why we think Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco brought this dude in, I think that's how it's going to kind of play out. Yeah, I think so too. I think in training camp, they're going to try to figure out, you know, what he does best and and how he really fits in with this defense. But I think you're going to see him in the split safety look a lot, Um, you know, back there with Nazir Adley at times when with Derwin James moving all over the formation. I mean, Derwin James is the chess piece. Yeah, you want to put him wherever you feel like the football is, and you want to have another guy that has plenty of speed and plenty of range on the back end so you can feel comfortable to move Derwin James around. And I think JT Woods brings that in spades. Well, and I think the other thing for JT Woods is he's not being given a starting spot, right? But he's not also being asked to come in and be the savior for a very bad Chargers defense in 2021, like we talked about. So, like, I think that's going to be good for him to kind of come along at his own pace. And I think we've seen Brandon Staley is willing to put young defensive backs on the field right away because Asante Seymour Jr. started as a second-round pick last year. I mean, the dudes aren't coming into the league with the same exact pedigree, right? Asante Seymour Jr. was thought of as a guy who – really dropped in the draft probably farther than he should. JT Woods, on the other hand, at least from a national perspective, was thought of as a guy that maybe Tom Telesco reached for, but it's also come out since then that, you know, there was a lot of 
NFL teams where he was much higher on their boards than the consensus. But at his best, David, you're expecting a guy who's going to make plays at the back end. So, like, what is the number? If I put it at three and a half interceptions for JT Woods going into 2022, assuming, you know, he stays healthy, and the other part of it being we know that Nazir Adderley and Derwin James haven't always been able to stay on the field for a whole season. Where are you going? Are you going over or are you going under on that? Man, that's such a tough question just because it you know, with one. all of the 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 lack of production, like ball production, interception production that the Chargers have had from the safety position in particular, right. it's really hard to say he's going to come in here immediately and get th- over three uh, interceptions. But this guy has a rare ability and, to pick off the football, and he does it in big moments. And I think Brandon Staley is going to see that, and he's going to put him on the field in those situations because – He's proven, you know, that he's been able to do that. So I think three is probably where I'm at. So I'm I'm going to stay um, conservative. You're taking the under. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I don't think that I can sit here and say he's going to go over that just because also. I mean, three would have led the Chargers last year, too. So that's not yeah. a small number, right? I mean, it's not no, like it's they, not. I mean, they had any guys. Like, obviously, when you see, you know, J.C. Jackson in like the 17 over the last couple of seasons, yeah. that, that puts – you know, a big number out there. And then three seems like very few, like three seems like a disappointing season for JC Jackson, but for JT Woods, on the other hand, that's a really good season. But I do think, especially if you have Derwin up there, right? Because if he's back there, Derwin's probably up near the line of scrimmage with Khalil Mack, with Joey Bosa, with these other dudes blitzing and all coming in and just causing chaos in the backfield. We expect there to be more chances on the back end than maybe we saw last year, especially in the last couple of years, I would say. And, now you're adding a guy in J.C. Jackson, right, with nine interceptions last year, right? And then you have another guy, this J.T. Woods, with six interceptions last year, 15 new interceptions coming to the Chargers' defensive secondary. But I also love what he had to say just about him coming up clutch too, right? Because yeah, he could turn a game around, and that's what you get with those kind of players who can do stuff like that. And I do think what also I expect from him, David, is to me a much better tackler. And I know what yeah. you probably think is like, okay, well, He was tackling smaller, less fast dudes at the level before that. How is he going to get better at tackling? Well, I would say, I mean, now he's going to be in an NFL weight room. And even though, you know, Drake was telling us how they're trying to create an SEC defense in the Big 12, it's not the same as getting with, you know, Brandon Staley and the guys that the Chargers have and having that full offseason with that unit. And hopefully he gets, you know, the contract stuff and get out there and actually start working will be a great sign for him. And I think we'll see him on the the field soon. But I do expect, David, that, the scheme the Chargers are going to put him in, the situation they're going to ask him to be coming up and making these tackles, hopefully, is going to minimize some of the missed tackles that you saw, even though plenty of Chargers defenders like Nazir Andrew missed 18 tackles last year. So maybe not, but I do think getting bigger, right? He's listed at 195 pounds. I think adding weight and adding some more strength is definitely going to help that. And I think just honing in on those angles, being able to reel it back in a little bit, I expect his tackling to be better than maybe what we saw last year. Yeah, I mean, I think he just needs to understand that he he doesn't have to go run through every single guy. I mean, you just wrap up, get him to the ground and be more technical with it. You don't have to detonate every single time you go for a tackle. I mean, it's it's nice. It's exciting. Right. But um, also at the next level, he's going to be, you know, have access to that. The great coaching at the NFL level and other NFL players that are going to be able to bring him along too, and kind of really bring him under their wing and try sure. to bring him along at the NFL level. So, I mean, Hey, Darwin James is a great leader and he's going to be in that room with him all the time. I think he's going to be able to really help with that. 
Um, but JT Woods has all the skills that you want, um, and he has a lot of measurables. And you know Brandon Staley is all about the matchups, and JT Woods is going to allow him to play more matchups because he is a versatile defensive back. Yeah, and I think there's two ways to think about kind of one of the things that Drake said, right, when he said, you know, he's not really quick, but he's fast. And also that he was surprised when he ran the 4-3-6. And I think sometimes, you know, that kind of speed doesn't translate into football speed and you're doing right. it on the field. I don't think that's the case for him. But what I do think it shows that ever since his last game ended, ever since the Sugar Bowl ended, he's been committed to improving his craft and making himself a more appealing draft prospect, which is what got him you know, eventually drafted in the third round. But as far as my expectations for him, really he's in a competition with Alohi Gilman, Mark Webb, and now him as far as the safeties and trying to get on the field. It looked like the Chargers were going to be willing to put Mark Webb on the field last year before the injury. He and Alohi Gilman was the sixth of DB on the field last year, and dime packages weren't a ton of options, and he was drafted by a different regime, but we know the, they like the way he communicates. But for me still, being a third-round pick this year, if he can come along in training camp, there's no reason to me that he can't take that third safety role away, right, and run away yeah. with it just because of the skills he presents and what he's been able to produce. Like, those ball skills don't lie. The dude has it. The Chargers need it. They need the speed as well. He's a great athlete. I think he goes in, and I think he takes that number three safety role on the Chargers defense. But that is going to wrap things up for today. But you know what tomorrow is? It is Fan Mail Friday. So if you guys want to get involved in the show, there also might be some crazy stuff. The Chargers do have OTAs tomorrow. So we'll see. Things can change, obviously. But we do want to get your guys' questions on the show. So make sure you guys follow us at LockdownLAC on Twitter because we are going to be putting a post out there. You can also comment in the YouTube comment section. You can find us and subscribe to us on our Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. You can also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from as well. We love all of our podcast listeners. And if you are listening on the podcast, make sure to hit us up on Twitter or you can find us on Facebook and comment and ask your question on any of the show posts. You can even go on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and you can comment there and get your questions in. So find a way to get in. You can even DM us, right? You can find me on, on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. The DMs are open. We're happy to get your questions in there as well. So make sure you guys get it in for Fan Mail Friday tomorrow. You can also call into the voicemail line at 323 323- Five two four seven nine two four. But love that interview today. Loved what JT Woods is probably going to bring to the cha- table for the Chargers. Definitely something that's easy to get excited about because I'm excited to watch Justin Herbert always. That's number one. But me and my excitement level to watch this new Chargers defense, whoa, I'm really, really excited to see it. But we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.